3: Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's an off day for the Charlotte Hornets, but never an off day here on the HHC. Actually, a decently busy news day. We've got word that Isaiah Tom Thomas has been signed up for another 10-day contract. We'll talk about that. Also going to talk about some of the uh, statistical noteworthy achievements made by the Hornets on the first leg of their road trip down in New Orleans and want to talk about what's going on when we return to Spectrum Center on Wednesday. It will be Women's Empowerment Night at Spectrum Center for the Charlotte Hornets presented by Bank of America. We're going to talk to Betsy Mack, Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility for the Hornets, about what is all going on in regards to that event, in addition of course to a great Hornets game against the Hawks for which tickets are available at Hornets.com. First up though, you see his work all the time on Hornets.com the lead writer for the site Sam Purley with us again here on the HHC to talk a little bit more about that win that uh, he already got to talk about yesterday with Rob Longo, but we figured we'd bring him back for a second round of it. Sam Purley thanks for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. Two Sam's Edition. Yeah, that was a good one the other night in New Orleans, so we're trying to get as us- much as we could with Rob and obviously with how good the performance was there's even more to talk about given all uh, the good play in that one so I'm excited to dive into it
3: well the the win for the Hornets a significant one gets them back on track really it was a must-have for the Hornets improving their record now to 33 and 35 keeping them in ninth place in the Eastern Conference for the moment Hornets the 142 to 120 win one of the more impressive offensive outputs in franchise history I believe it was the third highest scoring game the team has had in franchise history Uh, second this season to the win at indiana strangely enough both of the big time offensive outputs have come on the road for whatever reason that might be but in addition to that just highlighting how well they shared the ball even compared to that game against the pacers this one was even more of a team-centric performance charlotte shooting the ball brilliantly from the field 59.8 percent that is the highest since december of 2008 when charlotte Shot 65.8%. That was also on the road at Memphis. And also the assist total for the Hornets, noteworthy as well. 41 assists tied for the second most in the game in franchise history behind only a 42 assist performance versus Dallas back in 2014. So even in this offensive dominant era where you see the scores increasing year after year certainly compared to generations gone by Uh, this performance in particular was noteworthy for charlotte's offense
1: yeah, you know, I think the ball movement is when things started to kind of really accelerate in that second half, and part of the 142 is they had another 80-point half, which I think is maybe just the second time in franchise history they've crossed 80 in the second half. But you look at it, and it just, you know, when this Hornets offense gets going, it can move from 100, 105, and then you look down, you look up again, and they're in the 120s, 130s, 140s, so it's really fun when it gets moving, and I thought another really impressive part of the game, obviously the 41 assists is a really big number. 30s is kind of what i think the team is striving for 30 is kind of you get to 30 assists which you think the Hornets are now 14-4 and four this year when they get to 30 assists. That means you're doing good. You get 11 more than that, you really got something going. But I was also really impressed. The turnovers were a little bit of an issue to begin with, but they only finished with 14. Usually having 11, 12, 13 is, con- is pretty good for an NBA game, but if you're moving the ball that much and you've got 41 assists and just 14 turnovers, you're really doing something well, and I think it, it just helps when you have these performances. Granted, obviously the Pelicans are missing a lot of their big guys, using a lot of younger guys, rookies, second-year guys, things like that but anytime you get seven guys to get double figures and see the ball going through the hoop and just get some momentum going regardless of the circumstances regardless of the personnel on the other team i think it just really really helps at this point of the season just see the ball go in also 22 of 47 from three point range as well 47 percent. that's also another big number 22 three pointers as well so yeah really really probably one of the better self-explanatory offensive performances of the season for the hornets
3: The last time the Hornets had a similar style offensive output, the 158-point game at Indiana, it was in the midst of a really positive run. That was the eighth win uh, out of a stretch of, uh, I think, 11 games at that stage. They'd go on and beat the L.A. Lakers then, and after that, the the bottom kind of fell out for the team. That's when the losing started to happen. That's, quite frankly, when the injuries started to pile up. After that point, the Hornets lost 11 of 13. Now, depending on how you slice it, If you're going back to the All-Star break, perhaps, or or just after the All-Star break, Charlotte is on a 500 trend right now. Or if you go back to after the back-to-back against Detroit and Milwaukee, Charlotte's won three of five. Do you think that this is a sign of something that can be sustained here? I definitely think the schedule is favorable for the Hornets the next two weeks, uh, but can they maintain this kind of offensive output? Maybe not 140 points per game, but maybe 120. Is that reasonable to expect?
1: You know, I think it'd be great if the Hornets can average 140 points per game moving forward. I think they're going to be in really, really good shape. I think JB would have no complaints with that, as would any of the players and fans. It'd be a lot of fun to watch, Uh, but uh, probably not necessarily realistic. But uh, going back to the All-Star break, you look at kind of the schedule, when you said 500. I mean, I think the only game that really kind of let slip away was that Detroit game. And, and you know, if Kelly Olynyk does not hit one of his biggest shots of the season, you're five and three, a little bit above 500 with all three of your losses to Milwaukee on the road, on the back-to-back. Boston and Brooklyn, who got huge performances from their superstar players. And since the All Star break right now, the Hornets' offense, as you remember going into the All Star break, was really, really struggling, missing a lot of shots, missing three point shots that they normally make. Right now, they're fourth coming out of the break in offense, fourth offensive efficiency behind Milwaukee, Minnesota, and Boston, who are playing as well as anybody in the league right now. Defense a little bit lower, it's down at 19th, uh, which I think is actually above where they are seasonally. And net rating, they are 10th. So they'll probably want a little bit more balance on the defensive end. But overall, you know, there's been a lot of good right now for the Hornets right now. I just think it's about being consistent on both ends, game to game, kind of balance. Get that, you know, use the defense to fuel the offense. But I think there's been a lot of good right now. And obviously, like we mentioned, we got get Gordon Hayward back. Hopefully, sometime soon, I think would be a really, really big boost uh, down this final stretch of 15 games or so, whatever it is.
3: That would be massive indeed. All right. Well, Sam Purley, stand by. We're going to get back to you in just a moment. Want to talk about one of the next matchups on the horizon. Hornets will be in Oklahoma City tomorrow to take on the Thunder. We'll have a preview podcast for that one tomorrow here on the HHC. But after that game, the Hornets return home to begin a five game homestand. And in many ways, the most important game is the first game on the court. It's against a division rival team they're contending with in the play-in tournament bracket the atlanta hawks uh, but off the court and all around the court it'll be women's empowerment night at spectrum center presented by bank of america A very important night for everyone involved with the hornets and we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on in addition to the game with betsy Mack, senior director of corporate social responsibility after this quick break here on the hornets Hivecast.
0: cataracts made it hard to see clearly even movies were blurry, so I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
3: Welcome back here to the Hornets Hivecast. We'll have more on the latest Hornets news involving Isaiah Thomas momentarily. But right now, I want to talk about what's going to be happening at the Hive when we return to Spectrum Center on Wednesday. In addition to the start of a big homestand with a game against division rivals, the Atlanta Hawks, it's going to be Women's Empowerment Night at Spectrum Center presented by Bank of America. To tell us about all that's going on with the event, we've got the Hornets Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility, Betsy Mack back with us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Betsy, thanks so much for joining us. Tell us some of the highlights that are going to be going on at the Hive around Women's Empowerment Night.
0: Yes, absolutely. So we have a lot going on. We're really excited about it. And to kick off the evening, we're going to have a pre-reception where we'll have Hannah Hassan, who's a poet and master storyteller, most recently known for her play that she is having performed at the Blumenthal Theater here locally in Charlotte, called I Am Queen Charlotte which showcases, empowers, and uplifts our local Black women in our community and shares their stories. And so we're really excited for all that Hannah is able to really embody in this play. And then also when she's going to come and kick off this reception and talk more about this play and her own personal story and trajectory and just have a really wonderful reception. And that will be Bank of America employees, some of our Hornet staff members. And then we're inviting some local nonprofits, some of their clients, some small business owners and really have a wonderful evening there and then we go into the game night Activations where we'll have different nonprofits and small businesses on the concourse where fans will be able to learn more about those. We'll be having postcards on the concourse where fans can come up and write a postcard to women or allies that have promoted and helped them throughout their career. We'll mail all of those out the next day. And then we just have some other pieces throughout the night where we're going to empower and feature nonprofits and what all of these amazing women do for our community, which is quite a bit. So very exciting. And again, I know you said it, but all presented by Bank of America.
3: It'll be a very exciting full day at Spectrum Center. It starts well before tip time. Four o'clock is when Hannah Hassan, poet and master storyteller, is scheduled to begin her presentation uh, for Women's Empowerment Night at Spectrum Center. In terms of the thought process that goes into a night like this, uh, Horns have always tried to be very intentional when uh, showcasing different things they're trying to advocate for. What was some of the planning process? Process that I know you were involved in around Women's Empowerment Night.
0: Quite a lot goes into it, like you said. And from the top down, our leadership just really supports and empowers women, as with Bank of America. And something that we really wanted to stick out in this evening was promoting our local women-owned businesses. So we have Pretty Ponytails and their founder, Glanish- Glanisha Thomas, coming. We have Swirl and their founder, Ella Stone, coming. Shelves, which is a Black-owned bookstore, Abigail Glenn. Some of these businesses are ones that people may not know about, but are staples in our community. And Bank of America really loves focusing and highlighting our local businesses and the infrastructure that they have on our community and their impact. And then also looking at some of our nonprofits as well and looking at social capital. Some of the clients that attend these nonprofits or receive some of these services don't have the access and resources that uh, other individuals may have. So bringing all of these women into together from all different walks of life for one event where everyone is on the same footing and just bringing all these women together to empower each other is something that's really important to both companies and organizations together.
3: A lot of the focus will be on some of these bigger portions of the event, but I know there, there's a lot of thought that goes into all aspects of the game day experience, even for fans and perhaps young women fans who are showing up to the game. You know, we'll see different things in terms of the messaging, the shooting shirts that the players are wearing, uh, some of the different activations during the game, all intended to inspire, to motivate uh, these young women to work for and achieve their dreams hopefully with the help of the hornets and the charlotte hornets foundation along the way
0: absolutely and when you look at it you'll just see that messaging across the board is empower women and it's so straightforward in our messaging because that's the end goal and so whether it's you know women uplifting women whether it's men serving as allies for our women it's kind of looking at the holistic approach and from our leadership down as i said and bank of america as well you just really feel that resonating throughout the organization and throughout the different industries and you know even looking at our colleagues making sure that we're opening up doors for each other and inviting other individuals to the table we really hope to showcase that throughout the entirety of the evening but then you know, past this one night as well. And I can even say, you know, looking at my colleagues, Brian Travis kicked off Women's Empowerment Month, uh, March 1st, sat down at a meeting with a coffee mug that said the future is female. And so you just feel it across the entire organization, which is really inspiring to have as well.
3: And it's definitely reflected in the leadership team and the, the staff with the Hornets all throughout, whether it's members of the security team or the training staff or yourself, Betsy Max, Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility. we women doing great things inside the Hornets organization and only bigger and better things to come as well. Betsy, thanks so much for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast to talk about Women's Empowerment Night presented by Bank of America. And for those fans who uh, still have a couple of days here and want to plan to spend a little more time, where can they find more information?
0: Absolutely. So our social media, Hornets Give on Instagram and Twitter. Also our Hornets main page. Tickets are still available for the game. So definitely check those out.
3: Betsy Mack, Hornets Senior Director of Corporate and Social Responsibility. Thanks again for joining us here on the HHC.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
3: We'll be back after this quick break. We'll be talking about the re-signing a new 10-day contract for Isaiah Thomas. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast.
2: Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop. Now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop.
3: Our thanks again to Betsy Mack, Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility for the Charlotte Hornets, for coming on the HHC today and talking to us a little bit more about Women's Empowerment Night. Again, it's on Wednesday, the 16th, when the Hornets host the Atlanta Hawks. Definitely would love to have you there. Check out Hornets.com for all of the ticket information. Some more Hornets news came out in the last 24 hours. Charlotte re-signing to another 10-day contract. Isaiah Thomas, something that was not altogether shocking, but couldn't necessarily be counted on as a a done deal until it went into place. But Isaiah Thomas's 10-day contract original one lapsed yesterday. He's immediately signed to a new one after averaging just under 10 points per game as a member of the Hornets. Played significant minutes in three different games uh, and in in a couple of them definitely helped them get a win. I think that Cleveland game doesn't go down as a W unless Isaiah Thomas comes in with LaMelo Ball in severe foul trouble to help uh, stem the tide and and keep the Hornets on track. So a a big signing here, I think, for the Hornets in the short term. It provides a backup point guard in terms of the extended run of the season and of the career of LaMelo Ball. I I don't think there's any question having a two-time All-Star who plays the position, albeit in a different way, can only help progress the game of lamello ball we've got sam Perley of hornets.com here with us sam what are your thoughts on re-signing isaiah thomas
1: I think it was a no-brainer and like you mentioned there's been you know he's played in three games to the hornets like you said i think the hornets don't win that game in cleveland without isaiah thomas and uh, i don't even think the plan was to play him that night that was his first day with the team and he comes in finishes with 10 points kind of keeps things moving with Lamelo in the foul trouble i think in that boston game too i think when the game was starting to kind of get out of hand in that second quarter and lamello was kind of again going through a little bit of the turnover issues i think he had six maybe in the first quarter plus they brought in isaiah thomas to of steady things out a little bit kind of brought the hornets back into it made it kind of a back and forth game in the third quarter they brought Lamelo back in and hornets right in it and then boston pulled away in the fourth and then like you mentioned in new orleans uh the other night i think isaiah thomas you know it felt like the pelicans were starting to kind of rally there in the fourth quarter and make things maybe a little interesting he hit a couple big threes to kind of put any chance of a comeback to bed so i think he's been extraordinary i think he's You know, he's conducted himself professionally. He's been, you know, a lot of stuff, I'm sure. The biggest impact he's having is probably stuff we can't see right now. Talking to guys, being an example, being vocal, being positive, helping guys. A lot of young teams that have not necessarily navigated this particular, you know, stretch of games before. You know, back in Game 65, Game 66, you know, being in a playoff chase. So, on kind of a personal note, I think it's great. Isaiah Thomas has had such a unique career. You know, he's been super, super high. He's been All-NBA You know, he's been an MVP candidate. He's been to the Eastern Conference Finals, been one of the top three scorers in the league. And he's to have the perspective that he has being on, you know, 10 day contracts and having to play in the G League and having to go through that serious hip injury he had a few years ago. I just think he brings such a unique perspective that is really, really valued for this Hornets team right now as they kind of navigate this final three and a half, four weeks or so.
3: Agreed. Agreed. There's always the possibility he could be re-signed after this next 10-day contract for the remainder of the season, but by my count, uh, this will keep him in Hornets teal and purple through the Monday, the 21st game against New Orleans, so four more games of Isaiah Thomas being available for the Hornets, and there's a very real possibility, Sam Perley uh, that Charlotte could find itself above 500 by the time he's done. You've got Oklahoma City on the road tomorrow. They're not a, a particularly strong team based off their record. Then home against Atlanta, that's a huge game. 2 days off, then you'll play Dallas at home. Dallas will be on night 2 of a back-to-back traveling into Charlotte. That's not easy. And then you wrap up with New Orleans. So, I'm not saying they're going to sweep these next 4 games necessarily, but 3 and 1's possible, 4 and 0 oh is is possible, especially if the Hornets continue to play at this level. And also in addition to getting back towards 500, uh, there's a chance that Charlotte could seriously rise in the standings as well as things sit right now. They are within 2 games of B- being Anywhere as high as 7th, uh, the teams they're chasing, Toronto, they're in the midst of a long road trip where 8 out of 9 are on the road. Uh, they won a couple of those, including at Phoenix, but nevertheless, a long Western Conference road trip. Uh, they've got some back-to-backs mixed in there. That's not going to be easy for them. And for the Brooklyn Nets, even though they seem to have uh, figured things out after playing the Hornets back on Tuesday the 8th, uh, you look at some of their upcoming schedule, uh, they've got a, a couple of difficult games in there, and most importantly for this conversation they've got a lot of games in New York which means a lack of availability for Kyrie Irving and we saw how dangerous how important he can be to their lineup so I don't know if if Isaiah Thomas joined the team is directly going to be responsible for sending the Hornets to uh, the seven seed per se Um, but certainly the timing seems good and the opportunity is there for the Hornets to make a run
1: Yeah, and it kind of circles back to that, you know, never get too high, never get too low. And if you have bad losses during the stretch, you've got great wins like they had against New Orleans where the team played really well. You just kind of have to build on whatever performance you did and just try and take what you can and move it on to the next. And, And then I think having someone like Isaiah Thomas that has played in these types of games and been around these types of situations where every game is so, so impactful, but you never want to get it. You know, get too emotional after a win or a loss. You know, it's kind of about just staying in the course one game at a time and having someone like Isaiah Thomas and, and another guy like Montrez Harrell, too, who they got midseason has really kind of helped, I think, uh, steady this Hornets team when it's or it's going to be able to help steady this Hornets team as they navigate these next uh, several weeks. Because, like you said, with the schedule, it's there for the taking right now. You got a lot of home games, you got a lot of games that on paper you're facing teams that you should be able to beat. And uh, it's there for the taking. So, Hornets got to go out and get it if they want to you know, keep climbing this Eastern Conference ladder.
3: It's an exciting time of year and exciting news having Isaiah Thomas staying with the Hornets for another 10-day contract. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Our thanks again to Betsy Mack, Hornets Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility, for talking to us more about Women's Empowerment Night, which again will be Wednesday the 16th. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. And thanks as well to Hornets.com lead writer Sam Purley for joining us, talking about that outstanding offensive performance in New Orleans, which hopefully will carry over to OKC tomorrow as well as the signing of Isaiah Thomas we appreciate it Sam
1: thank you for having me
3: And thanks most of all to all of you as well for tuning in tomorrow. A game day edition of the HHC. will preview the matchup against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast.
2: Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.